this is Graceland Keller with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast, and we are live at the business and operations of ASCs in the Future of Dentistry Roundtable. I'm joined currently by Beth Vessel, who is a partner at Holland and Knight. Beth, thanks so much for joining me, um, and I would love to have you just introduce yourself quickly before we jump in. Sure. I'm Beth Fessel. I'm a partner at Holland and Knight. I do a lot of healthcare deals, mostly um, healthcare mergers and acquisitions, and also a little bit of antitrust. And I think that's going to be our topic for today. Fabulous. Well, let's get started. I'd love for you to describe some of the recent federal changes and proposed changes and enforcement actions. So how are those likely to affect ASC operators? Sure, there's been a lot of developments. It's a hot topic, lots of antitrust developments, especially at the federal level. Uh, The Department of Justice, uh, the antitrust division earlier this year, they canceled three previous healthcare antitrust policy statements. And those are um, that's creating a lot of uncertainty because those have been in effect for a long time. And so now they expressed a preference for a more case by case analysis, which also creates uncertainty. Um, The proposed new merger guidelines came out a couple of months ago and they would specifically they would significantly expand the number and types of transactions subject to antitrust challenges. Um, They create a presumption that. A market it's has a concentration that would be a concern from an antitrust standpoint if it's 30% market share or greater if anybody has greater than a 30% market share so that'll affect hospitals and ASC companies potentially if um if it's a small if they're not many competitors in a market then they're going to have a larger market share so that has the potential to affect a lot more transactions than in the past uh, they also indicated in the in the new guidelines that they want to consider if a transaction is part of a roll-up strategy. Of, that's a multiple acquisition, serial acquisitions of a, a lot of smaller companies that wouldn't necessarily be reportable to the agencies otherwise, but they can consider the cumulative effect on competition. So it, it's hard to know what and what's the tipping point on that if you have multiple acquisitions. Um, And they also um, focused on the elimination of potential market entrants. So even if somebody is coming from out of the market to acquire an ASC, for example, if they um, could have built another one instead, they might consider that it might be better for them to come in and build their own rather than acquire an existing one. So that would be a change. There's also been new HSR proposed changes. Those are transactions. Larger transactions have to be reported under the Hart-Scott Rodino Act. And they've increased the burden of those. It's going to take, a, they're asking for a lot more information. So they'll have more information up front, which will give the agencies more ammunition to potentially challenge transactions. And they're also looking, making uh, parties identify prior acquisitions of any size in the prior 10 years. And that's, again, trying to get up at those roll-up considerations. Um, and they've also shown a willingness to challenge transactions closed pursuant to state certificates of public advantage, where there's a state action doctrine where a state has attempted to preempt any federal antitrust laws, and they challenged in Louisiana. The FTC challenged the acquisition of three hospitals pursuant to a Louisiana COPA unsuccessfully, but they definitely are pushing on that as well. So just a lot of enforcement. Absolutely. And I would love to know, um, does the recent enforcement activity target mostly larger acquisitions or do smaller operations need to be concerned about this? The HSR changes deal with larger acquisitions because that's there's a size of transaction threshold of $111 million. So they have to be that size of transaction. But the merger guidelines um, apply to any transactions, not just large transactions. These lower thresholds for market concentration 
acquisition of minority interests is also being targeted in the merger guidelines and the elimination of potential market entrance and also this interest in roll-up transactions. Those are typically smaller transactions, so it, it can affect both larger and smaller. And do private equity investments present specific challenges and how many PE firms minimize the risk of having deals challenged or potentially unwound? Um, they have specifically targeted private equity transactions in the agency comments. They've indicated they're concerned about PE firms. Um, and then the new HSR requirements are tailored to address those by asking you to reveal the list, all the transactions in the last 10 years in the markets where there's overlap and the proposed merger guidelines also target those. And there's a recent anesthesia roll-up case where the FTC sued a private equity firm, Welsh Carson, in its creation of U.S. anesthesia partners, where they acquired nearly every large anesthesia practice in Texas and then raised rates, allegedly, um, that was challenged. So they're challenging a PE firm's acquisition of several anesthesia practices after the transaction and trying to unwind those. So it's it's definitely on the radar and something to worry about. And it's hard to know what's too far. You don't know which specific transaction is going to tip the scale for them. So I think you should monitor your market share and make sure you're not getting to have too high of a market share. Uh, always make sure you have a good story, not just saying you're going to leverage your higher market share into higher prices, obviously. And always be careful about what you say in transaction documents or in emails, just general correspondence, because it may you may wind up having to turn them over if there's any sort of investigation. 100%. Um, so I'd also love to know, is this primarily federal enforcement or are there states actions and legislation too? Many states in the past have all have had AG approvals required for say not-for-profit transactions, but there are many or several states are enacting many HSR type statutes for different types of healthcare entities specifically. Sometimes it's hospitals, just hospitals or health systems, but others are including other healthcare entities. There's often a lower transaction threshold in terms of dollar amount than there is for HSR also. But there's 13 states right now that have some sort of pre-notification or pre-approval requirements for healthcare entities, different variations on those. And there's pending laws in other states as well. Um, Washington, for example, has a 60-day pre-closing requirement, a notice requirement. Oregon, they have a prior approval requirement, though, and you have to submit your notice 180 days before closing. So it can really extend your timelines um, you have to think about that. It's going to make lengthier and more uncertain timelines, potentially, especially if they investigate. In some states, laws focus more specifically on PE transactions. Uh, also, these filings may not remain confidential necessarily, like HSR filings typically remain confidential. So that's something else you'll have to consider. And final question here, are there other areas of concern besides acquisitions? Sure, there's always the typical concerns in joint ventures, for example, uh, when one party can negotiate payer contracts on behalf of the joint venture, and you typically have to have majority ownership for that. There's general information sharing concerns. When can you share competitively sensitive information in the context of an acquisition for due diligence purposes and or for integration planning purposes? And there's obviously been a big increase in interest in non-competes. The FTC several months ago proposed a rule to prohibit employees from entering into non-compete, employers from requiring non-compete agreements for employees, and also requiring them to nullify 
existing non-competes with employees and to notify workers that the non-competes won't be enforced. So that's a huge potential change, not exclusive to healthcare. But previously, those have been left up to state law largely. So that's a big change with the federal enforcement agencies coming in trying to nullify all non-competes. Absolutely. Well, Beth, thanks so much for joining me today on the Becker's Healthcare Podcast and sharing those insights. Again, we're live at the business and operations of ASCs and the future of dentistry roundtable. Thanks so much. Thanks very much.